Morning five here on Friday, November second, twenty eighteen. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, Ohio State will of course get back in action tomorrow, high noon Eastern time against Nebraska, the old horseshoe on the banks of the Olentangy. Um game will be televised by Fox. Ohio State is favored by eighteen points. I think when the spread came out it was like twenty one and a half, down to eighteen. Uh was down to seventeen and a half, now it's ticked back up to eighteen. Last check. Uh, just Generally speaking, Jay Book, what do you expect to see from the Buckeyes tomorrow against Cornhuskers? Hopefully after uh, having a sour taste in their mouth going into the bye week and, and, and two weeks to just simmer, sit around and simmer on that Purdue loss, hopefully this football team comes out with a sense of urgency, a little bit more pep in their step. Guys uh, who are banged up should be coming back a little bit more healthy. So I expect them to come out and play uh, better football than what they've played the last several weeks, a little bit more crisp in the run game, see if the defense can sure things up just a little bit more. Obviously, um, with the bye week, it gives you time to throw in some new wrinkles and self-scout and see where your uh, weaknesses are at. So I think uh, after two weeks, this football team really needed that that uh, that time off, and I think with them coming out with Nebraska and everybody talking about um, how this team has really struggled, should uh, bounce back this Saturday. Yeah, what um, I know it's hard to tell if we if we knew all the changes, then you know we'd be the coaches. But just maybe some wrinkles that you hope to see, that you expect to see, both offensively and defensively. Just maybe some tweaks. I know they're not going to overhaul anything for the Buckeyes, but what do you expect will be different offensively and defensively from the Buckeyes? If Greg Schiano continues to walk the linebackers up to the line of strength, line of scrimmage and continues to get gashed, I would be absolutely shocked. I think you may see a situation where he's not as aggressive as what he previously was. That was one of uh, his major downfalls. I know the Purdue uh, head coach came out um, last week and said that every time Shiano walked the linebackers to the line of scrimmage, they knew how to gas Ohio State. So that's something that you pick up on whenever you're doing your self-scouting. So if Greg Schiano, uh doesn't kind of tweak what he was asking his backers to do, I would be absolutely stunned. Um, as far as offense, we've Urban has you know said it numerous times that they spent countless hours trying to uh, figure out the run game as well as the red zone. I wouldn't be surprised coming out of the bye week that you actually start seeing uh, a Tate Martell package on offense. Um, if the NFL can can do a run package with a mobile quarterback down in New Orleans with Drew Brees and in Baltimore with Joe Flacco uh, and Lamar Jackson, the house State can absolutely figure out in two weeks how to maximize Tate Martell's legs in certain situations, not saying go crazy, uh, and have him doing 20 and 30 snaps as a quarterback, but sprinkle something in just to keep the defense on their heels. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sees something along those lines 
um, and maybe some uh, overall adjustments as far as how they're uh, run blocking because it's been a major issue. So they, they're saying that they spent countless hours on it, so hopefully we see something different uh, from that area of the offensive line. Sean Wade to safety is something you and I have been talking about a lot on the show, maybe every week. We've heard rumblings it might happen. It sounds like it might finally happen. It sounds like Sean Wade might finally be the starting safety opposite Jordan Fuller. I won't truly believe it until I see number 24 trot out there with the starters tomorrow. But, uh, you know, I mean, do you think it's finally going to happen? And if it does, just what's your reaction to that? I, I'm still in, in the camp. Um, I believe it when I see it. I said it the last time when we talked about it, and the, and the coaches were saying, this is something we're heavily looking at. Um, but with the, I can see them in a situation during the bye week trying to get Isaiah Pryor uh, playing at a, at a higher level and getting him to understand his keys better. So I would not be surprised if you see your, your same starting safeties back there I would love to see Sean Wade get the crack, and I, I think the defense could uh, benefit from him being back there with his athleticism and size, but I would be absolutely surprised if Isaiah Pryor uh, is still the starting safety. What do you make of everything that's happened with Urban Meyer just over the last week, you know, with him saying he is coming back, but it wasn't his body language was awful when he said it. And maybe you know, he meant every word he said. He just wasn't feeling good that day and didn't feel like being all boisterous about it. Take him at his word, right? And then he came out the next day. Um, so he initially asked about it on Monday. I was among the reporters asked him about it. And then he came out Tuesday and was a little bit more forceful that he's coming back. And um, But there is a serious medical issue with the cyst um, that, you know, I don't know if it – I don't know if saying the cyst has returned is the proper medical terminology. It's just maybe it's um, – but it's become a problem again. Just what do you make of everything that's happened with Urban over this last week, and do you ex- like expect him back next year? Do you ex- like, what do you expect his longevity to be at Ohio State? Yeah, and I just want to say um, props to you for getting the ball rolling and, and asking that tough question that needed to be asked to him in regards to his future at Ohio State. And I think if he if he had just left his answers where they – uh, what he said as far as uh, I'm good, don't worry about me, I think a lot of people would have kind of moved on, but I think it really opened up a lot of eyes for him to have to you know, really call the media back the next day and release a statement with his, his doctor kind of uh, being transparent in regards to his health. Now, from what it sounds like to me, I think this was an absolutely calculated move by Urban. Um, if he decides that uh, he wants to move on from coaching. It's not going to be an absolute shock because he kind of uh, set the preemptive strike by letting everyone know the, the serious health issues he's battling with. I mean, the guy disclosed that he, he's had holes drilled into his head to release some of the pressure from these cysts. So that's, that kind of gives you pause. I mean, the stress really adds on to it. Um, if he's back next year, I would not be surprised if he retires. I wouldn't be surprised, especially considering uh, that report and all the, the struggle that he's going through. So I think for him, he kind of set the stage for either way. If he if he does decide to retire, um, I think he, he is setting the stage so that people can say, hey, he quit on Ohio State. Um, he's letting everyone know, hey, I'm dealing with a serious uh, medical issue here, and this is affecting um, how I am as a football coach. Um, will he be back next year? I think he will be. 
um, will be, you know, long-term uh, situation. I think it's all going to be dependent on his health and, and his family. If he continues to have issues, then uh, I can see him walking away. You can't, you can't be a head football coach of a major uh, power five program and dropping to, to your knees in the middle of the game because you're in so much uh, pain in regards to your headaches. I mean, that right there kind of gives you pause. And I give him all the credit in the world. I know Paul Feinbaum and ESPN, you know, really put out the hit pieces, and we talked about that uh, last week, uh, really trying to get the ball moving, saying he's not going to be back. But credit to Urban for at least being transparent uh, with what he's really dealing with. Turning the page and looking at recruiting, uh, Wandale Robinson, of course, picked Kentucky over Ohio State, Nebraska, and many others yesterday. Not only is Ohio State behind Kentucky in the college football playoff rankings, Jay Book, they're now losing at least a recruit to Kentucky. It just doesn't look good. Uh, I know he's a kid from Kentucky, and Kentucky's playing really well. I get all that. Um, but just from a you know an overall perspective, the Buckeyes still have 14 commitments in their 2019 class. They are ranked 15th in the country, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. Jay Book, my man, um, just you know, cut through the BS. Do you feel like there was really a good chance Ohio State finishes with a top ten class in twenty nineteen or no? It depends on Zach Harrison's recruitment. I mean, if they land him, then that's going to give them a great shot to live to uh, land in the top ten. But right now, the way things are trending, recruiting uh, is not where it's typically at under the Urban Meyer era. I think. His health is playing a major factor in what's going on as far as what recruits are being told by opposing coaches. Um, and the thing is, is if, if we are speculating and under an assumption he could be back or he couldn't be back, you better believe other college coaches are using that against Ohio State. And I think that's one of the reasons why he wanted to come out uh, and say he's good to go. But I, the other issue is, um, Ohio State is is just not playing up to its potential right now. You have a team that's littered with four and five stars um, and guys who, you know, younger guys who should be getting their cracks at the bat is not getting it, and I think that plays into effect with recruiting. If you look at Alabama, Clemson, they're not afraid to play their younger guys. Those, young, those younger guys, um, they'll get in the game at any moment. At Ohio State, it seems like there has to be an epic collapse before you can see a younger, more talented guy actually get their shot. So I think that also plays a role with coaches saying, hey, you come here. If you're good enough, no matter if you're behind a senior or a junior, if you can play, you can play. Talent beats, you know, seniority every day of the week at places like Alabama and Clemson and Georgia. Great insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. You can catch him on Twitter, at jbook37. He's a must-follow. You can catch his column on Bucknuts. It is outside Columbus. So thanks again to Jonah Booker, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Let's hear that Buckeye swag. Best damn band in the land.